I love this reading, the first reading from the Old Testament, wisdom. I like the wisdom scholars anyway, but um, I, I'm always struck by the fact that it says, if you want wisdom, you have to seek it out. You have to search it out. You have to plan it in your life. You can't just expect to fall into wisdom. You got to work at it. And as I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about this being one of the vocation weekends, when I was in the seminary, we had quarterly tests. And they were a pretty big thing for us. And I can remember one morning a group of us were preparing for it, and these guys came rushing out and said, is this the day for the test? And everybody went, yeah? And they said, oh. And we, didn't, we didn't prepare for it. And everybody said, well, there's nothing you can do. And he said, you know what? I'm going to go to the chapel. I'm going to pray. If God wants me to be a priest, he'll have me pass that test. Otherwise, I'm out of here. He was out of there. Okay? <laughs> um, there was no way you were going to pass without studying. Every once in a while in our lives, we have to realize that we have a responsibility to carry our weight. And that's what I'm trying to get across to you here. In this gospel, we have these wise virgins, and then we have these foolish virgins. And somebody said last night after Mass, well, why didn't they just share the oil? I said, well, you can't just share the oil because they probably didn't have enough. They'd been out there. Remember, it's midnight now. And I said, if they started sharing the oil now, there would not be enough to keep the front lit. And the point of these virgins carrying the, the way, these lanterns, was so that people could see where to go. It was pitch black out there. It was dark. And the lamps would light the way. But if you didn't have the oil in the lamps, they were not going to light the way for people to come. I also thought it was interesting that they thought they could go to a merchant at midnight and get more oil. But the key is, preparation. And in our lives, we realize the importance of being prepared. Let me give you an example, other than the, the guys who were not prepared at the seminary. My mother was a master in being prepared, but she had to be because she was married to my father. Okay? And my father was one of those types of people who would call my mother and say, hey, some salesmen came in today, and we're going to go out for dinner tonight. And so in about a half an hour, we're going to stop by and pick you up and maybe have a drink at the house if you're ready for us, and uh, we'll go on. And so my mother, within about a 15 minutes, would run back, change clothes, run a brush through her hair, would come back, pull things out of the freezer like frozen shrimp or like those little Polish mistake things people used to make, you know, and slide them into the oven so that by the time those guys got here, she could offer them a drink and something to eat. And I remember thinking, how do you do that every single time? Well, she knew she had to. That was part of her job. That was part of her life. And she prepared for it. That's the same with all of us. We are called to prepare our lives for Jesus Christ. Now think about that. I tell people, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be here when the last day comes. You know, there are all those people who run around and say, oh, it's going to be March the 5th, or it's going to be this or this or this. The Bible tells us no one knows. When somebody says, even a priest, I've known a priest who used to run around all the time in Lafayette and say, the end of the world is coming on this day. And then you would think, well, that's interesting, because even Jesus, it says in Scripture, doesn't know, but you know? 
We don't know. But what they're telling us is we have to be preparing our lives for Jesus Christ. Now here's something I do know. I do know that I'm probably going to die before the judgment day. Okay? I'm, I'm not going to live for, you know, a hundred more years or a thousand more years. But I also know that the day I die, I can't change anything. I can't apologize to anybody after that. Because the day we die, it's over for us until we are judged. And so the challenges in this scripture, I think, is to make sure that we are one of those wise people who spend our lives preparing for Jesus Christ, whether he comes in 2,000 years or whether we die tomorrow. The challenge is, am I prepared to meet my God? And I think God is telling us over and over in the scriptures to be wise. He's going to meet us halfway, but at least strive to be there preparing ourselves for him. So as we go through our days today, let us be mindful of the fact it's going to be a beautiful day. Get out, enjoy it, take a long walk, see the beauty of God's creation, and then realize that all of this gift that God gives to us is for us to use, not to abuse, but to use in building his kingdom on earth. Why? Because by the way I live my lives, it matters. Because my life is called to be an example of Jesus Christ, as is your life. So today, don't be foolish. Think about how you can bring Christ into our world just by the way you greet people, just by the way you love people, just by showing people Christ by our presence.